What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Bone Wasn't Podcast with me, your host, Jeff D. Malvazin. Tonight, I got a very, 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 I don't mean very special guest. He's one of my good friends. Actually, my, I'll be honest, he's they're one of my best friends in the whole wide world. But as you know, when I always have a guest, I always let them present themselves. So go ahead. What's up? Uh, this is Terry, Terry Doran. Uh, as Jeff said, you know, we've been good friends probably since since birth. You know, literally, that's my brother from another mother. So, um, and just like him, you know, just a guy loves sports, loves uh, talking about sports, you know, and chopping it up. So I'm glad to, you know, finally get on the podcast and, uh, you know, do some barbershop talk with you, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So, man, for those who don't know, like, you know, for those who don't know, obviously, with the sports talk, but also tell us what you're also into other than sports. I mean, other than sports, probably, uh, you know, computers, tech, um, you know, I mess around, um, you know, mess around with, uh, you know, computers, building computers and doing stuff like that. Um, that's actually what I went to school for was a uh, computer information system. So that's something I enjoy doing. Um, and uh music also um you know i make music i uh play music with a lot of other people so um just you know that's just a little bit about me um and what i do so um yeah okay cool cool man that's a nice introduction so all right so one of the first thing i want to talk about so as always every year since 2011 the nfl they always do the players list the top 100 right Right. There's, I think, what, close to almost, what, maybe 1,800 players in the NFL, but only the top 100 makes the list. And what's different about, what's so unique about this list is the players get to vote. Not the media, not the fans, but the players get to vote. So, so obviously, what, I mean, on this list, man, I mean, there's obviously, because... The way they did it was really, and of course, since we live in Atlanta, there's only, there's two Falcons on this list, was um, mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson. Right. So far, though. So far. Obviously. Yeah. I think, I think. Um, Grady Jarrett and AJ Terrell has to be Grady on Jarrett and AJ Terrell have to be on there, I yeah. think. Because, in my opinion, I think AJ Terrell should have made the Pro Bowl. Did he make the Pro Bowl? Yeah. He did? I think he did. Yeah. He, or at least an All-Pro. I know yeah, he was he was second team all pro, I think. Okay, but on this list, I'm gonna throw out some names and see, and see if they're worthy of top 100. So, Kyle Uzcheck. Yes. And why do you think that? Why 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 so? I don't know. It it just feels like Uzcheck. Like if you would just look at his stats, mm. um, you probably wouldn't put him there. But like I think, especially for what the 49ers do like and the way they try to move the ball down the field um he's important in so many ways other than just like looking at you know oh he you know he didn't get you know the catches he didn't you know get carries or whatever as a fullback or whatever right but he he does more things i think that just go unnoticed you know so I think he's a worthy addition and probably, you know, that's probably why he was only 100, top 100. Like he's literally like number 100. 
But like, if you don't have him on that team, I don't know if they're as successful as they were last year. If he's not on that team, if that makes sense. So I think he's a worthy, you know, part of that list. Right, right. And I think he's um he's one of those guys. He's a bit of a throw, not a bit of a throwback. He plays a position that's very thankless, a fullback. But he, <laughs> I always say he's like, you know, how you got Draymond Green in the NBA. He's like the Draymond Green right. football. He does right. so many things. He's such an integral part of why they're successful. Because without him, and it's kind of the same with Draymond Green. If Draymond Green's not there, the Warriors don't win. No. Yeah, he checks the same way. Yeah. And he exactly. Saves, and basically, he saves you a roster spot, too. That's true. Yeah. Because I think a lot. Because he can play tight end. You know, he can slide over and block. Um, so he does. I mean, and it's just like you said, like, he. And and to the the point that you made about Draymond, like think about it, because Draymond he's never gonna score like thirty points a game, right? Right. He's never gonna you know lead the league in steals or whatever. But like what he does, he's not particularly great at a whole lot of things, but he's very good at almost everything. Right. And that's exactly what Kyle Yusek is. Kyle Yusek is literally a guy who's like he's not perfect at everything, but he's literally like good at doing he can you know if he if you need him to pick up a yard or two mm. he'll do it if you need him to catch a ball for a first down he'll do it but then he does everything he does all the little things that you need a football player to do for like um a, a team to be successful especially like a team like the the 49ers were who they you know they use tempo they like to you know take shots down the field right, but right, like right. if you don't if you can't get those chunk yards and like do those little things like he, he'll lead block for a running back in the back and you know that running back's picking up like four or five yards a pop so those little things that's why i mm. i think that's why he's on this list because like other and, and if you're telling me like the players voted on this as well yeah it makes sense because like other players who play against him, it's like man you probably don't want to get hit by you you know when he's coming through and trying to you know set up a block so, you know, that that's that's exactly what you were saying, I think, about, like, the Draymond Green comparison. He's that important to the 49ers. I don't know where they would be if he's not on the roster. And that's, you know, just saying, like, he doesn't get the stats, but they wouldn't be anywhere close to what they they do without him. All right, so another guy on this list, Justin Tucker. He's the only kicker on this list so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Nah, you, he has he had to be on this list, um, oh, especially after that sixty-six yarder. But he just the stuff clutch kicker. The stuff this man does, the stuff this man does, like I don't know, man. It, we we see like really good kickers like once every you know once every couple years, right. And you know the really good ones, they they you know they last for a long time. Yeah, more. But Anderson, this guy, like, this guy almost came out of nowhere. First of all, right? He but drafted, as I remember. You, you want to talk about accuracy hmm. and like power? Like, because some you know usually you have a kicker. It's either he's really accurate or he's got a really good leg, and he's both. Like, he can hit you know, a 66 yarder if you need him to, but then he's, you know, hitting like 95% of his field goals, bro. So, 
I don't know what else can be said about this guy except that he's elite. Like and that kick he's the elite the of the elite. I think that. Oh kick, my god! Yeah. Oh my god! The oh my god! Yarder, I was. Oh my god! That's when I realized no, like, he had a good. I mean, like, move. That's a. You really and, have to have a strong leg to kick sixty-six. Bro, yards. bro, he Steph curried it too. He Steph curried it. like he knew he was going in. He dunked it and then right it, after he. Yeah, but he like you could see him like he's like that's going in. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like even though it don't like he's he knew it was going in like, I mean, the guy's got a leg like I've never seen. Right, right. He, I truly believe that. Outside of Lamar Jackson, and we're gonna get to Lamar in a little bit. Uh He truly is their team MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know. Without him. There's without him, I gotta be honest. It's really Lamar. <laughs> you think about it because mm-hmm. it's Lamar, almost as a one man show. Okay, no, no offense. Mark Andrews is there. They don't really yeah. have a receiving core. Their running back situation. They was, didn't have running backs last year. Right. That they had to sign Devontae Freeman. <laughs> yeah. And their defense kind of kept it. You know, I mean, their defense mm-hmm. lost some guys. You know, but. They really, it was Justin Tucker that really kept them in games. And that's, and sometimes, well, oftentimes, in those key moments, you need special teams. They they say yeah. you win games in all three phases, offense, defense, mm-hmm. special teams. Special teams exactly. is usually the, the, the phase that gets forgotten, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Especially, like, if, if, if you, if, you know, if you're an unfortunate receiver who, you know, muffs a punt. Mm. And, you know, you have to go over the sideline. They're telling you, hey, man, you were supposed to catch your two hands. But, like, you talk about Tucker. You're looking at a guy who basically accounted for, I don't I don't know how, like, what percentage of the Ravens points he, he had. I was trying to look for that stat earlier, but I couldn't find it. Like, what percentage of um, the team points he had. But, literally, he was fourth in scoring all year by himself. That tells you something right there. Fourth I mean, scoring. bro. I mean... Incredible. Oh, yeah. So another guy, and this one, I, I kind of was going back and forth with him when I watched the, the highlights, Odell Beckham Jr. He, uh-huh. he came in at number 90 on the list. There were some uh-huh. people, and I remember we had this conversation off, off camera. You said, I don't know if he was a top 100 player, but he did come up big in the when the Rams really he, needed him. Very true, very true. I, I don't know... Because if you're gonna tell me that that was the stats for um, top 100 for 2022, just based off what yeah you did for, last for last season. I mean, impact, I guess, yes. Yeah, because you think about it, Robert Woods had went down, so reality it was Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby. So really, Matthew Stafford had. He was really feeding the ball to Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, mm-hmm, who won mm-hmm, the Triple Crown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You had Odell. At the time, I remember, and I was like, do the Rams really need Odell? And it turns out they really did, and especially in the playoffs. He came up big for right, the right. playoffs. He came up huge. And you but s- I'm, I'm not sure if, like, in the entirety, I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, like, if in the entirety of the season, if he was top 100, per well, se, but... The trade and he had a top flight quarterback. You have to put take that into consideration very true. because very true. 
I'm, this is not this is not a shot at Baker Mayfield. There were times where I felt Odell kind of loafed, and I was watching some video. It felt like he kind of he kind of kind of checked out. Yeah, he kind of checked out. And I don't know if his he didn't want to be there in Cleveland, and he just kind of okay. So it kind of goes both ways. He kind of <laughs> loafed, and then Baker at times kind of didn't get him the ball. But you had a guy like Stafford where. Odell doesn't have to be the number one guy. Yeah. And I think he's at a he's at a point in his career where he doesn't have to be the main man. <clears throat> it's kind of like um an NBA comparison I like to use, Andrew Wiggins. You know how Andrew Wiggins was he was the the main guy in, in Minnesota and it, it just didn't look right. It just didn't exactly. fit. Exactly. Yeah, it didn't fit. Yeah. And then when he went to Golden State, it's like, oh, okay. You start to appreciate his skills. Exactly. As a complimentary exactly. player. And that's where I think Odell is. He's not a... At this point, he's not the the guy he was in New York. He's a guy you're like, okay. He's a good number two, number three guy. You know, you can count on him. Okay, he gets open. You hope he's healthy. And you know, I hope he signs with a team. I've been hearing like Buffalo, um, uh, Dallas, you know. But yeah. And also I think maturity-wise too. He's grown maturity-wise. Yeah. Because there was, you know, her time, you know, his antics in New York, it kind of frustrate people, you know, in Cleveland, wearing the watch, you know, that, you know, <laughs> that, that kind of didn't help, you know. All right, here's another name. There are actually two names that were on this list. C.D. Lamb, Denzel Ward. Okay. C.D. Lamb, I, I, I can see that. Is I he a number one receiver, though? Number one, well, I mean, no, obviously, because he's not, you know, he's not higher up on this list. Yeah, but he did have a thousand yards, though. He did, he did, and I don't think, and and honestly, I I really don't think the Cowboys would have been where they were, you know, clock management. We'll talk uh, about that another time. Right, right, right. Um, you know, what they could have done in in that game against the. Uh, um, um, what was it? Forty Nineers? Yeah, against Forty Nine, the Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that aside, but like they, he was huge. Like he was integral to, I think, to what um, Dak was doing. Because like Dak had a really good year, um, but I think it was really in large part to what CD Lamb was able to do, like on the football field. If that makes sense, like he was he was huge. Um, and they needed that. They really needed that. Um, cause he, he made some, he was making some really good plays and there were, you know, there were plays where, you know, you'd see Dak kind of like get in trouble and they just kind of have this like, you know, connection. They're like, Hey, go, you know, go here, throws him a ball. He goes up and gets it. So I think that was important. Um, I'm not really sure why he's not higher up on the list, but he really? had a really good year, though. I, I, yeah, really I think a lot of it now that Amari Cooper is gone, right, really, right, right. and given what <laughs> I've I've looked at the receiving core, this is where they're going to miss Cedric Wilson. Because mm-hmm. now you got James Washington, Michael Gallup, who's coming from an ACL. You don't know what kind of Michael Gallup you're getting. Mm-hmm. 
and they got what at tight end Dalton Schultz. So now it's like, oh, even more pressure is going to be on Dak. Even more pressure is going to be on CD. He's going to get a lot of the bracket coverage. So I, I mean, I hope. You know, this is a pivotal year for Dallas. Uh-huh. You know, because what Zeke is in Zeke Elliott is in his last guaranteed year of his contract. He's- Look, not only his last guaranteed year, you know, running backs don't last long no, in the no, league. So, no. unless unless you're Adrian Peterson, yeah, you know, yeah, really look, last long. He look, you you really, if you're really asking Zeke to be, you know, the Zeke of twenty, I don't know, twenty seventeen or right, eighteen right. or whatever, you're asking a lot. So, I. <laughs> This is really a, a make-or-break year for this core, I think, of the Cowboys. Because mm. they really got to figure out if they're going to be able to go to, you know, you can go past the first or second round of the playoffs. Right. You, you can't be winning, you know, winning the division every year and having disappointment. So, you know, CD is going to have to step up this year, especially with that wide receiver core. And I'm looking at the list right now. It's not a lot of really – Flashy names out there, you know. Right. So, um, you know, we, we'll have to see what Michael Gallup's gonna do this year. Yeah, he's coming off ACL. Um, he got he got his yeah. money. Um, yeah. And obviously, Dalton Schultz, he held out. He, they franchise tagged him. Um, actually, two offensive linemen of the Cowboys made the list: Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. Right. It's, it's funny. It's kind of a given because they're so good. But another name I want to get on this list: uh, Denzel Ward. Mm-hmm. He, he mm-hmm. got his money, hundred million dollar extension. Um, mm-hmm. One of the few, well, let's be honest, one of the few draft pick, first round picks the Browns got right. Yeah, and yeah. it's hard yeah. to say that. Um, he's really good. This guy, um, just like I don't know. I I've watched a little bit of Denzel Ward. I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch a lot of Browns. Right. But when when I did watch the Browns, I don't know, for some reason, you know, he was always making some play either, you know, he's making a tackle that, you know, prevents a touchdown. He's getting a deflection or whatever, you know, so I think he's he's deserving of being on this list um, for sure. Another guy on this list, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Yes, yes. And look, this is for me coming as a Falcons fan. He is one of the most annoying players to watch, especially because I do not like the Saints, but that's besides the point. But whenever he's on the field, he's he's wreaking havoc. I I, look, I again, I'm a Falcons fan. I watch a ton of Saints football because they're the rival. Um, This guy's always making a play always making a play and it didn't matter who was on the field like he made plays against um he made plays against julio he made plays against you know um even kyle pitts so it's he's really good he is really good um he's one of those players like you'd love to have him on your team but you hate when he plays for another team trust me ask my ask my heavens ask my heavens um, you hate it that he's with the other team, but um, yeah, Lattimore. You know, if if he didn't play for the Saints, I'd probably like him. But mm. he's uh, he's a really good player. Yeah. So they did one hundred through fifty one, mm-hmm. and on Sunday they're gonna do no. It was a hundred through fifty. Yeah, hundred through fifty one. Then they're gonna mm-hmm. go fifty through thirty one on Sunday. Okay. 
Also was on that list was Kirk Cousins, a guy who I feel gets disrespected a lot. Um, <laughs> a guy who, let's be real, his defense let him down. He put up big time numbers, but his Very defense true. let him Very down true. at times. Very true. Very true. And I feel that in in a league where well, we judge quarterbacks on how many how, how often they won. Well, uh, you got to realize what's around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, he had Dalvin Cook. He had Justin. Je- I mean, yeah, Justin Jefferson. Yep. Uh, I think yeah, he gets a lot of disrespect. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like what Matthew Stafford went in, went through in Detroit. Yep. He yep. put up big time numbers. Oh yeah, but well, he didn't win though. Wait, gosh, you can't blame. It's not always his fault. It's yeah, yeah. Um, it it's it's one of the things that comes with being the you know highest paid player on your team because the quarterback is most likely going to be especially if your quarterback is probably your best player or one of your best players um he's gonna be the highest paid Mm. um and with that you know comes the brunt of the blame you know if they win a game oh well you know well Kirk Cousins you know he had well he had Justin Jefferson so of course he should win right but if he loses, well, you know, he has Justin Jefferson. Why couldn't he get him the ball? What's going on? You know, instead of looking around him and seeing kind of how the team is constructed and then the injuries that they had to go through as well. Because um, I, I think they had injuries on the O-line as yeah. well. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're talking about a team. They had no pass rush. No, none. None. None whatsoever. And then, um, you know, the defense struggled, just like you said. So, um, but you know, he he had a he had a decent year. He had a pretty pretty darn good year. Right, so Four thousand yards, you know. So yeah. it was pretty good. One more name, and this was a surprising mm-hmm. name that was on the list. Not that he was on the list, but how low, how low he was on the list. Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think he was number sixty or sixty-one. Right, right. But a lot um, of that, I think, like but, yeah, sixty-one. Yeah, yep. but a lot of that, I think, because he missed some games. Mm-hmm. But if you really think about it. He's the best escape artist I've ever seen, and a lot of that is, is and not and a lot of that's not by design. A lot of that because he's known for his life. Yeah, yeah. Because his whole line is um, terrible. Yeah, the the last couple of years of you know Seattle, his, you know, going back to like when the Legion of Boom was no more, and it truly became Russ's team. Mm. Um you could kind of see like the team starting to drop off oh yeah in terms of like in terms of like talent yeah that makes sense. i mean they still they still had like they still had like Lockett. you know he's still there yeah but they had um, to pay russell wilson and they had to pay but, yeah they had to pay russell and that's wilson the thing, though because he was on a rookie scale deal they had to pay mm-hmm. the defensive guys yep and then you know and when that happens well russell needs to get his money so Yep. They have this thing called what they call sal- cap gymnastics where you have to kind of yep. pay everybody. You can't keep everybody. Exactly. Back. Exactly. So they, you know, they had to like, they had to like structure a lot of deals. They couldn't really sign any big time free agents because, you know, you just signed Russ to a deal. So kind of the writing was kind of on the wall as far as, you know, their window to kind of be like super competitive. Right, right. Um, but like even with him missing like all that time, he came in and he was like, I think they had like the slimmest chance to still make the playoffs, which is incredible. Like I, 
I don't know of any other quarterback, probably besides Tom Brady or like Aaron Rodgers, who have that kind of like effect on the team. You know, oh, yeah, they can... like they miss that much time and still yet they come back and they could still make that that much of an impact. Isn't it's uh but he was pretty good, man. He was pretty good. Yeah. The thing is, I can't wait to see what this version of Russell Wilson is going to be now. Because now we're going to see if Russell Wilson can really cook. Yeah. Because yeah. you got, of course, Tim Patrick. He tore his ACL. Uh-huh. They got uh-huh. Jerry Judy. They got Cortland Sutton. They got um, KJ Hamler. They got good running backs, Javante Williams, um, Melvin Gordon. I mean,. They got a rock solid old line, a good defense. Also, another guy who was on this list, Justin Simmons. Um, they got Kareem Jackson, Patrick Sertan. They got the makings of a really who I good wanted team. in Atlanta, by the way. Yeah. I wanted Sertan in Atlanta, but we didn't get him. But yeah, yeah you know, that's another. it's um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I can't I can't wait to see how this division is gonna shape up. The AFC West is gonna be it's gonna be nuts. So yeah, it's gonna be at least three teams out of that division. Mm-hmm. And whoever it'll come down, kind of like last, kind of like this past season, when mm-hmm. the Raiders and the Chargers came down to the last game of the season. Who? who oh yeah, 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 yeah. To me, which was one of the best games of the season. In my yeah, opinion. yeah. It was. It was probably the top. Yeah. Best game like all season. Yeah, because there was so much going on. It was the drama, everything. So now we get to two guys who were. They happen to be in the same boat. Lamar Jackson, Roquan Smith. Okay. So, with Lamar, obviously, he said, I was looking at an ESPN article, he came out and said, Uh he gave a deadline that, hey, this season, not this season, but this upcoming season, once the regular season starts, we're not going to talk contract. Right. So, he cut off contracts, once the season starts, he's his own agent. Uh Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And you know that's kind of significant because the agent, if when you hire an agent, you know they get three percent of your deal or whatever. Yep. And so now, I think it was I read in a story where he he gets he wanted to get similar what Kyler Murray got. Yeah. Yeah. What Deshaun Watson got? Well, Deshaun got Watson got a fully guaranteed two hundred thirty million dollar deal. We get, we're gonna talk about that too, man. Which is just crazy. Absolutely insane. I mean, no, well. To be honest, a couple years back, Kirk Cousins was the first person I remember who had that deal. He got a fully guaranteed, I think it was $84 million or $81 million. 81, oh, it, I think, wasn't Kirk's like like two-thirds of his contract was guaranteed? Or no, was it, it fully was all, guaranteed? all fully guaranteed. Oh, okay. Three year okay. fully guaranteed deal. But no one had ever seen this amount of money. But nah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, because what Kirk Cousins kept doing, he kept getting franchise tag and then franchise tag again. But yeah, he kept yeah. balling out. Well, Deshaun, it was, of course, he set out a year. I think he was hurt or something like that. But he set out a year last year, and then the Browns gave him a fully guaranteed $230 million deal. Insane. Now, with Lamar Jackson, I feel that it's different because. Yeah. He's looking at Kyler's contract. But you also have to look at his style of play. Yeah. His style of play is similar to Michael Vick. Similar mm-hmm. to Michael Vick, just not the arm of Michael, not the arm talent of Michael Vick. Right, exactly. And you have to also wonder, okay, but can you win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson? Mm-hmm. 
how long can his body hold up? Because mm-hmm. the way he plays, he takes a ton of hits. Now, granted, he you know he a lot of side swipes or whatever. Yeah, but still, he takes a ton of hits. You know. Yeah. And again, I oftentimes wonder how you know how how that plays into effect. You know. But it, yeah, go ahead. No, I was I was saying personally, in my opinion, I think you can win with a quarterback like Lamar, um, especially because of his physical talent. Now, the question is going to be, like you said, like, how is his body going to hold up? So you, first off, you got to protect him. Right. But they got to get that running that running game back. They have to get the running backs, you know, you know, make sure they stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of that is luck. But three still, of the top running backs. Three, bro, all three. CEO. All three. So, like, basically, you had two of them. You lost two of them on the same day. Yeah. And then another one, like, three, what, three days later? Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. But, like, I think first things first, they probably just need to make sure, you know, they can protect them. Mm. Um, but in terms of his contract, I think he's looking at he's looking at Kyler. Um, he's looking at Kyler's deal, and he's just like, well, you know, I'm doing kind of the same stuff, if not better. But he stays healthy you know? more than Kyler. Yes, I was, I was about, to, I was about to touch on that. Um, he's like, and I, and I'm, I play more than he does, right? Um, you know, I can put the team on my back if I need to. Uh, where's my deal? I think that's that's along the lines of what he's thinking right now. Right. He'll my thing is he'll it'll it'll work out somehow some way because I can't see a situation where the Ravens let him walk. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, but he's gonna get his money. Yeah, because unlike Kyler, I think Lamar. To me, Lamar seems more committed to. He wants to be there, whereas Kyler, I don't think. I, I just actually wants to be there. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like. It's almost like he's going through the motions, whereas Lamar, you could tell he's fully invested in it. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, which is it's a good thing when you got a quarterback who's fully invested in it. Because think about Baltimore, at their core, Baltimore's a defensive football team. That's their staple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lamar is it's Lamar's team, but they're yeah. Deep. You forgot that was uh, you know that was Ray Lewis and T Sizzle, you know. Yeah, and they they haven't they haven't they don't change from that identity. Because they still, because with the Ravens, it's all about the pass rushers. Think about it. Yep. Some of the guys they've lost in free agency who've gone on to be good. Um, who was it? Matthew Judon, who, who was also on, yeah. the, on the players list. He was on the top yep. 100 list. Yep. Um, who else? They got they got a couple guys. Deshaun Elliott, who left. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Weddle was there. Yep. But it all started. Eric Weddle was on the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Eric Weddle. It, it, and obviously, you know, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. Um, right, right. Who else? They had Chris McAllister. They had yep. uh, Tony Saragusa. You know, obviously, yeah, he just passed R. away. R. Yeah, R.I.P. Tony Saragusa. Um, they had uh, Peter Bullwire. So, I mean, guys, I mean, it's built through the defense. You're talking about like a legacy, bro, a legacy yeah. of defense for that organization. Yeah, and and that's their mentality. Yeah, even now, you know, they lost... I think they got back. I got they. 
I think they were trying to sign Sedarius Smith. He was originally with them. He was one of those guys too. He mm-hmm. he parlayed a success into a big deal in Green Bay. You know, so it, it's a, still a defensive football team in my opinion. Yeah, but you know, I I know you said we we're going to talk about um Kevin Durant as well. Yeah, the difference between like him and like a Kevin Durant right now is mm-hmm. Lamar has he has leverage. He you doesn't I mean? have a he doesn't have any. Oh, he has his fifth year op. Oh, no, did he? They yeah, no, but his fifth he, year option. Yeah. Yeah, in, in terms of getting a new deal though, or or like getting what he wants, per se, he has he has leverage because he can be like, well, this is what I've done, you know, and just show him show him the stat sheet. It's like right. this this is what I've done right now, you know, and I'll show you what Kyler Murray's done, and let me show you Kyler Murray's contract, and let me show you what I think I should be getting. So right. he has all the leverage. Right. Right. So. Let's hold that footnote right there. So we're going to take a little commercial break and we're going to be right back. All right. And so we're back, man, on the second segment. We're back with my boy, Terry. So we're talking about Lamar Jackson and you mentioned Kevin Durant and the leverage. Mm -hmm. Now, we switched to a guy, a guy who's been, who's also who made the top 100 list, Roquan Smith. Right. His situation is different. He's well, not different. It's the same because he's his own agent. Right, right. As I, I think, yeah, I, I heard about it. He's his own agent. His situation mm-hmm. is different. Obviously, a new regime. They got a new head coach, new general manager. I think he should get his money, honestly, because he's been. But if you're the Bears, you're like, I mean, we want to give him his money, but what if we did trade him? What kind of value we get for him? Mm-hmm. But the guy's been probably the best linebacker in the league right now. Yeah. Best middle linebacker that I've seen. I mean, he's up there with uh, Darius Leonard, a guy, um, uh, what's his name? He's also up there with Devin White, guys who were like, been balling out. Uh-huh. He's literally the lead. I, um, it's funny, I kind of, I commented on a, on a YouTube thing, and they showed uh-huh. uh, the list, and I said, I put, outside of, Outside of David Montgomery, Roquan Smith has got to be the team MVP. And somebody said, well, Robert Quinn had 18 sacks, but still. Mm-hmm. 18 sacks, yeah, but Roquan Smith had 160 plus tackles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, if you're the Bears, let's say, for the sake of argument, you're the Bears general manager. Would you re-sign him or would you trade him? But considering there's so many holes on that team. Because they're starting over with Justin Fields. Yeah. You know, it's funny because it, his situation is so similar to Lamar Jackson, yet they're really different. Um, I, I'm i not sure if he has leverage in this situation. Um, and technically, the Bears don't have to trade him. You know what I mean? Because um, we, we're talking about we're talking about a trade here. We're not really talking about a new deal. Well, Technically, we are talking about a new deal because he he said that um, they were you know negotiating bad faith. I'll have to read up on what exactly he means by that, but um, I, I'm not sure if he has leverage because he's under contract for like what nine nine million yeah so, something like nine million mm. um, and I don't know if it's just because of the the Bears system as well 
that allowed him to be that, that successful. But I mean, I could be wrong because he's a really good player. Yeah, he is. He might he be is. able to. He he might fit in any system, but you also got to look at. It's not, I don't know that there's a whole lot of teams really looking for. You know, a, a linebacker of his caliber for what you're gonna give up, if that makes sense. I mean, gosh, because you you you're gonna have to give up a lot because he's. I mean, you're not talking about you know rookie right, who's right, right. just coming in, still trying to figure stuff out. You're talking about a guy who's um, a legit, um, you know, run stopping, can cover both sides of the field linebacker. So. I th- this one's baffling to me. I'm not when, when I remember when when you told me that he requested a trade and I had to go and check that. I'm like, first off, why? But then secondly, I'm like, wh- how are they even gonna make that? Yeah, it was just a contract dispute. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the ooh. Bears didn't want to pay him what he was asking for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because depending on how Justin Fields, how it turns out, you're going to uh-huh. pay Justin Fields. Yeah. Soon, you may have to pay David Montgomery. Yeah. But knowing how running backs are, it's kind of one of those, hmm, do we pay David Montgomery? Or, or just we, go get a new running back off the block. Yeah, or franchise tag him. Because Montgomery's not going to want to do a franchise tag. No, he's probably not going to do it. He's probably going to mm-hmm. look at, he's probably going to look at similar deals. Dalvin Cook got Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey. Although, you look at McCaffrey, and he's one of those, given he's been hurt, but he's one of those cautionary tales about deals given to running backs. Uh-huh. Look no further than Todd Gurley. Right, Remember yeah. Todd Gurley was what? <laughs> you, can ask the, you can ask the Falcons about that one. Yeah. It was like Todd Gurley was, he was, it's funny, his career went so quick. It was, yep. he was rookie of the year, offensive player of the year. Led the league in rushing like two years, I think three years in a row. Yeah, and like it, it's funny. Yeah, his career went like straight like off that. the cliff. And you're like, man, what happened? <laughs> so it, the Bears, they find themselves like in this odd position because you want to pay them, but it's like, God. I well, we're going to he's going to get his money. Be it, mm-hmm. it from the Bears or whoever, but I think it's it'll be the Bears. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you um, you watch um, Fox Sports. Mm. Um, this one, FS1, or yeah, um, um, what's his name? Uh, Colin. Oh yeah, the herd. Yeah, yeah, he was saying. Yeah, he was saying that. Oh, this is the Monte Ellis Steph Curry moment, which I found pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah. I you know, the Warriors had to decide between, hey, are we going to go with Monte or are we going to go, you know, the, um, you know, the up and comer. So it's kind of like, you know, Justin Fields is is Steph and Roquan is Monte Ellis in this situation, um, which kind of makes sense. But like, you, if you trade them. You're gonna take a big hit defensively. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure. But, but it might give you the freedom to kind of get you know the Bears' offense 
Kickstarter, especially if you're gonna if you're gonna hand the keys over to um, Justin Fields, especially at receiver. Get, oh my gosh! Because I, you, I looked yeah, at the you, receiving you need core. Receivers. They have. Oh. Their only legitimate number one threat is Darnell Mooney, and then you got you have a guy who looks the part in Nikhil Harry, who just doesn't mm-hmm. play like one, or he's no. been hurt. It's a, it's one of the two. He's been hurt and he just hasn't played well. And then they they drafted, which was it. I found it curious. They drafted a guy. They drafted Valus Jones, who's a kick returner and a receiver. And I thought, well, shouldn't you be going after a number one receiver? They went after a guy who he could be no less than a three, a number three or number four receiver. Right, right. Which didn't make sense to me, but you know, maybe obviously NFL teams they they're better than this than I am, but yeah, it it, it, it struck me as odd <laughs> what the Bears did, but they got they have a good tight end Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much it. It feels like just uh, Justin Fields is almost like a one man show. Yeah, they that's picked it. up. Well, no, uh, who was it? Yeah. They picked up uh, who was it? Uh, St. Brown from the Packers. Oh, hey, Equimini St. Brown. Yeah, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. But that's so, still, I mean, still though. Yeah. That, I don't know how that helps, unless unless Justin Fields going to keep throwing screen passes or swing passes to Montgomery, and those yeah. seven yard out to Cole Komet. I mean, I don't really know where they're going to get their offense from. Yeah, because I'm looking at I'm looking at their roster. And like you said, aside from like, I don't know, Daz Newsom. Yeah, yeah, Newsom and David Mooney. Moore. Th- these are names that I don't really, you know, yeah. recognize other than you know Nikhil Harry, like you said. Yeah. But uh, watch out for Darnell Mooney. He wears number eleven. Okay. okay. He's a legitimate number one threat. At, at the end of the season, I saw some of their games, and he really he separated. I mean, of course, Allen Robinson was hurt. Now Robinson's yeah. with the Rams. Right, but he he separated himself as a number one receiver. Okay, because yeah, that's a name to watch out for. So now we're gonna go baseball talk, man. And there's right. a team that that we talked about this uh, uh, earlier this week, the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. Every year, there's always a team that comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, what last year was. Last year was the White Sox. They won mm-hmm. the division. Yep. This year is Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this coming out of Baltimore. They're right now, as it stands, what? A game and a half out in the wild card? Um, wild card. Yeah, they're, they have a winning record. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny. They do this with the offense that's kind of like in the middle of the pack on the bottom mm-hmm. tier. But their pitching mm-hmm. has been impressive. Yeah. It's crazy. They, and it's funny. Part of it, it's waiver claims, smart drafting, <laughs> and yep. smart free agent signs. And you, and you know this because we watch, we both watch baseball. Yeah, baseball. It's a sport that one year you could be good, one year you're you're just horrible. Yep. Like ask the Minnesota Twins. They were last place yeah. last year, and now all of a sudden. They're in they're in the thick of in the American League Central, but Baltimore, I didn't see this coming. Especially with 
with how bad that team was a season ago. Yeah, they were really bad. Um, like they were the laughing stock of the league. Mm. Um, everyone else in the um in the AL East um was beating up on them. Um, they they couldn't pitch, they couldn't hit, um, they couldn't hit for power. There, you know, it was just a mess, and you know, to turn that around. But it's like you said, baseball is so funny sometimes because, like, I'm looking at like I was actually just now looking at like preseason poll preseason polls on like how the Orioles were going to do. Everyone on the list was saying, "Oh, it's going to be a hundred hundred loss season." Just based you look on at how they were last, yeah, yeah and based on how they were last year. And I, I mean, I they weren't they weren't supposed to be they weren't supposed to be the, um, this good, you know. And they're right in the middle of the hunt, man. They're they're right there. Yeah, they literally traded. Um, um, who's the guy? Uh, Machado. No, uh, Trey Mancini. Yeah, he's with the Astros. Yeah, that was kind of a. I knew that was going to happen. Probably that, but I'm saying like because how much money he was making, too. you know, they're basically they're basically trading him because they're saying, oh, well, you know, the season's a wash, you know, we don't really, but yet they trade, you know, their, you know, their closer, they trade probably their best closer, oh, yeah, Trey, Trey Mancini, yeah, and the team is literally like, I think they're in a shootout right now with the Red Sox. It's like fifteen to ten, Jeff. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, it. Looking at them last year, like I would watch them and just like, wow, this is this is just like this is not a good team. Yeah, like, it's fifteen and ten. Oh my goodness! It's, yeah, it's in like, the seventh inning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a shootout. That's crazy. It's literally a shootout, and like they would never they would never play a game like this a season ago. So, I mean, wow. That's crazy, and all, cre- all credit to their front office, man. Yeah, it, and I know, and it's taken me a while to get around to this. It's this analytics thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's yep. this, you know. I don't like it, but you have to. It's like the the elephant in the room. You have to acknowledge it. It's there. Yeah, yeah. And they they find guys who are they may not hit for high average, but they, mm-hmm. they get on base. They can steal a base. I think sometimes we, we as fans, we forget, you know, baseball isn't always hit. You know, chicks don't always dig the long ball. You got to yeah. steal a base. You have to find mm-hmm. ways to win. Um, I, I like they got they got this guy. Um, who is it? He's hit. He hits at the bottom of the lineup. His name is Jorge Mateo. He's a good <laughs> shortstop. Yeah, 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 yeah. He leads. He leads the American League in stolen base. I think he has thirty. Mm-hmm. I think he has mm-hmm. thirty stolen bases. Yet yeah. he's hitting. He hits under two thirty. Um, he's got a he he has an OPS of less than seven hundred, which is crazy wow. to me. Yet he leads the league in stolen bases. That's crazy. He gets on base. Um, gets on base. Rugnan Odor. Yep. The guy yep. who punched Jose Bautista. Yep. A, yep. Yep. He has a two hundred average. Yet he's there. He's kind of like them. Other than when Trey Mancini was there, he's kind of like their emotional leader. Yeah, and I think 
I think for every young team, no matter what sport you play, you got to have guys who are the leader. He doesn't always have yeah. to be the the biggest star because I, I always think – this is my how I think. Just because you make a ton of money doesn't always make you a leader. Yeah, very true, very true. Usually the guys who are a leader, it's the guys who are like, hey, hey, let's settle down. Let's get it together. And it's usually the guys who you – know, their their impact goes beyond the scoreboard. They don't have to be making the most money. They don't have to have the most stats. They're the guy that hey, this is this is how we go. Follow me. And I think that's what that's why you got guys like uh, Odor. You got guys like Robinson Chirinos um, in the rotation. Jordan Lyles. You know you got guys like that. They've been through it. They've been in the league for a minute, so they know. And you know a lot of these Orioles, they're young. You know like their top yep. prospect. Adley mm-hmm. Rutschman, yeah, yep. um, who, who's a very good catcher, and even now yep. in the draft, they ja- they drafted a uh, Jackson Holiday, yeah, Matt Holiday's kid. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 set themselves up good, and, and the Braves went through it too a couple yep. of years ago. The Braves had to yep. suck to get good. Yep, yep. And it's like a cycle. It, baseball knows. To me, baseball is no different than football. Yeah, it's like a cycle. No, no, no. You have, have to be like you. Um, I remember um, John Smoltz was doing an interview like that. It was like, you know, people were asking, used to ask him, you know, how did the you know Braves pitching, you know, with Maddox and you know Glavelin and those guys, how did they get so good? Well, he was like, well, Bobby Cox let us think. You know, he would send us out there. He was like, I had a year where I lost twelve games, literally, and he was sending me out there, and I'm giving up home runs, giving up hits. I was looking at a stat that's crazy about these Orioles. Among all of their players, they don't have a single hitter above 300. But just among qualified players alone, so, you know, the guys who can qualify for, like, the the, the hitting title, yeah. the batting title, no one's hitting over 270, Jeff. That's crazy. It's, it's That's crazy. Like, they don't have a single guy, like, um, they don't have a single... Uh, I got to look at this number again. They don't have a single guy hitting, like over 500 slugging they don't have a single guy hitting over 300 batting i mean it's it's the and yet, it's the money they're right thing. there it's they're right there in the thick of things hey you know in the middle of a wild card race yeah it's credit credit that to the originator of Moneyball, billy yeah, Bean. yeah 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 because he made the theory of well you you don't always have to hit 300 just as long as you get on base mm-hmm. just get on base Find a way. Yeah, that's why you slap, see, slap the ball through a shift. That's why you see you know, guys find like, a gap. Like a um, you see guys like Daniel Vogelbach. He, he may hit maybe two twenty, two thirty, but yeah, he hits thirty home runs. Okay. He can get on base because he walks a lot. Kyle Schwarber, who hits less than two hundred, he gets on base. Um, who's that guy? That guy from the Arizona Diamondback, Christian Walker, who what, I think he has thirty home runs. Yet he's hitting right around. He's hitting under two thirty. Well, actually, he's hitting under two ten, and he has thirty home runs. Just crazy, but he gets on base. So, another guy I want to talk about, and this is not a good thing, is Fernando Tatis Jr. Got suspended eighty games. Oh, um, yeah. You know, he, he. I read in on MLB.com that he got to meet with the uh, the general manager. He has. He's yet to meet with the team yet. So. I want to know what you think about that. You know, this... 
I don't know if he took steroids. I doubt it. It may have, it may have been, uh, you know what? Hey, he made a mistake. Eh. You know, but it's going to be like something that follows him for the rest of his career. Yeah. Um, first things first is unfortunately for him, um, this pretty much knocks him out of any contention for any sort of Hall of Fame status. Um, and that's just the way it goes. I, you know, for me, I don't really care. You know, if a guy's a good, you know, player, whatever. But, you know, you know how these baseball writers are. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. how finicky they are and how, per, um, you know, how personal they take um, certain things. So, why, why do you think Barry Bonds um, is not in the Hall of Fame? It's yeah, I, I was just about to say that. It's crazy like, sometimes. You know, Barry Bonds is not in there. So, you know, um, anything. And he never you know, tested like positive for anything, which is nope. just crazy nope. to me. Nope. He's just suspected of doing it, but that's a different conversation. But, um, yeah, it, it's just unfortunate, um, I think, because, like, you're talking about a kid. He, he's so good, you know. Um, and I don't know. You know, we talked about this off camera, too. Like, I don't know if it's just, you know, he was so desperate to get back on the field. Um, you know, so, you know, so hungry just to, yeah. you know, be back with his team. I heard it was just, a wingworm he had or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what he had, man. But, you know. From what I've been reading, I was like, oh, wingworm. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, huh. Um. I, I don't know, man. It's but the the one thing that stays constant, whether he had ringworm or not. Look, the MLB has rules, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, unfortunately, when you when you get caught breaking rules, you have to suffer the consequences. It's just like you know, um, there was a similar situation um, even here locally in Atlanta. You know, John Collins a couple of seasons ago. Um, he gets suspended. Oh, yeah, he got spent 20 games. You know, yeah, he, he, yeah, 25 games because he took, I don't know what he took, but it's just like, you know, they give you a list at the beginning of the season. Yeah, so you know. You know and what you know, because in baseball, I don't know how it is. Uh, I got to research how it is in basketball. I know basketball, they don't tell you where you get tested. In baseball, your testing periods are on the calendar. They're literally, they, they tell you, hey, you know, this, you're going to get tested. Make sure you're not taking anything that you shouldn't be taking. You're going to be tested here. You're going to be tested here. You're going to be t- tested here. Something like that. It's, it's Maybe it's like two days in advance or like, I don't know, a week or something. I, I, I need to reread it. But you know, they, they tell you and they give you a list. They're like, this is the stuff that you can take. This is stuff you can't take. You know, make sure you're not taking stuff that's not on this list. And unfortunately for him, you know, he took something that wasn't. You know that was on the do not take list. Yeah, and I I think he'll recover. It's just it's just it's just sad for baseball. I think. Yeah, but I think he'll recover. You know. Yeah. Hey, if yeah. A Rod recovered, and seeing how good A Rod's doing, yeah, he'll grow from this. Oh, for sure. He'll for grow sure. from this. Um, sure. And he's young too, so it happens. This. You know. Yeah, yeah. We've all done some stupid we've stuff. We've done our, dumb yeah. things, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. So in the end, actually no, it's not the end. So obviously now we, the Kevin Durant situation. Okay. 
So, obviously, we're both Brooklyn boys. Yep. Alan, too. My bad. I almost forgot about Alan. My bad. All three of us were Brooklyn boys. Yep. We finally get a basketball team in Brooklyn. <laughs> yep. Granted, this happened once we leave Brooklyn. Yeah. But yeah. Now we have a team. Now we have a team. A mm-hmm. team that's poised to win a title. Mm-hmm. Only a, a myriad of events happened. First, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce trade. Yep. Sunk the nets for a minute. Then when yep. it finally got good, D'Angelo Russell. Except he gets traded to Golden State. Then you get yep. Kevin Durant. Yep. Then you get James Harden, except only yep. he doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Then you get another guy who doesn't want to be in Philly, Ben Simmons, oh, who, for whatever reason, can't play. Now you yeah. get Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Kurt, yep. Kyrie Irving, who has a vaccination status. Obviously, he didn't want to take the vaccine. You know. Is Brooklyn ever going to reverse this? Is it going to be the place to go for a free agent? Or why people do not want to be in Brooklyn? Because it almost seems like even with Darren Williams, we got Darren Williams when he was like a little bit past his prime. Yep, yep. Um, and Darren Williams was nice too, by the way. Yeah, I just got to say nice. that. He was really nice. He was Utah. nice. And all of a sudden he, he went nice. to New Jersey slash Brooklyn. I, and I don't, I know, don't what know, man. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't know, bro. Um, this, this, um, the Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving saga slash James Harden saga is probably the most confusing thing I've ever seen. Right. Um, Because on paper, you'd say that's a championship. It's like if you took your favorite video game, you know, NBA 2K, NBA Live, whatever, and you took three of probably the best stars in the league, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and James Harden, and you put them together on a team, and you simulate the whole season, and guess what? They're probably winning a championship. 82-0. 82-0, bro. And yet, it just never seemed to click when Harden got there. And I don't know what it was, what was wrong. Yeah, three then guys all of who, sudden, weren't, who weren't leaders, who weren't leadership-type guys. Yeah, I mean, it, it. the fit was just so bad. Yeah, it was an awkward fit. And... and you know, then you, like you said, you get uh, Harden. He doesn't want to be there anymore. So they get a trade. Who was out of shape, too, um, might add. He was out of shape. He was out of shape. Um, then we find out that, oh, well, you know, he asked for a trade to New Jersey, but New Jersey wasn't really his first choice. Um, I said New Jersey, Brooklyn. But Brooklyn wasn't really his first choice. And, um, you know, he wanted to go to Philly all along. It's just like, okay, well, so where does this leave us? Now you got, you know, Kyrie, you know, vaccination, whatever. Um, Which kind of hurt you know, their season, though, I feel. It it did. And, you know, as whatever people want to say, and I, I've, you know, I have a bunch of friends um, in Brooklyn that's like, well, it, you know, it didn't really matter. What I, no, it did. It because did. Because it did. Um, chemistry is real, especially in basketball. 
chemistry is real in sports in general, but like especially in um you know big time team sports where you're going to be playing with like the same guys every day like if you're talking baseball um basketball soccer football did i say football yeah he he said football football yeah yeah chemistry is huge chemistry is huge and you can't build chemistry if you're not on the court because not only could he not be in Brooklyn, he couldn't even practice with the team in Brooklyn. He could only practice on road games. So you're only practice. You played what twenty eight games. You only played basically like a third of the season. You're not building chemistry on the court. Your teammates can't get used to you know how you move, how you play, your style, what they should be doing when you're on the court. I mean, it was just a mess. And then, on top of all this, you know, they get swept by the Celtics. And the next thing you're hearing is Kevin Durant wants a trade. You're just like, first off, you just got here. It's like a, and you and just the team a gave deal. you everything you wanted. You wanted Steve Nash. They gave it to you. Now he doesn't want out to like, either him or Steve Nash. From like, the reports oh I've heard. Gosh. Or Sean Marks. You know? Oh my gosh! It's just like I don't know if Brooklyn ever is gonna get to a level. Do you think they trade Durant um, though? Uh, this is another tough one because it's the same. Remember we talked about Roquan. It's the same situation. Durant doesn't have any leverage. He's under contract for what? Four years. Four years. Yeah. They don't have to trade him. Mm. But, like, the, the worst thing you could do is sit here and be like, well, I'm not going to play. You, well, you, you're getting paid for four years. You're under contract. You signed a contract to play. So I'm very interested, by the way, to see what the next CBA is going to look like because they're going to, you know, probably put some stipulations. Be like, look, you can't be – players can't be demanding out of contracts that they signed, man. Yeah. Or else, I, if I think, you don't want, if yeah, go ahead, man. I, I mean, if that happens, then the owners are gonna be like, okay, well, if that case, then we get we get our money back. But then you know, players are like, no, no, that can't happen. No, no, no. Exactly, exactly. So you open up a whole can of worms, and like, um, in my opinion, I got a question. Like, why don't play, more players do what LeBron did? Just sign like two year contracts. Ah, yes, a short term deal. Yes. About that, just sign a two-year contract. Like I've seen a lot of short-term deal. I've seen. I've noticed that a lot lately. A lot of yeah. NFL receivers, DK Metcalf, um, Debo yeah. Samuel, signed like short-term yeah. deals. Yeah, like three. Sign years. a short-term like, huh. deal. If it doesn't work out, you like, hey, I tried everything I could. I, you know, I gave it my all. It didn't work out. Go somewhere else. But don't sign a long-term contract and then be like, oh, look, I want out. But it's funny that, though. That doesn't make any sense. Wherever Kevin Durant's gonna go, I can't see a fit. I keep seeing Boston, but then I can't see Boston giving up Jalen Brown because I'm like the way Boston, the way they they grew that team organically. And if you put Durant there, and it's like, well, hell, you gutted your whole roster, pretty much your whole roster for Durant. So now you have to get guys on the cheap, and I don't know if that, and it's not gonna make Boston contender because you still gotta play Milwaukee. 
You still got to play Miami. You still got to play Atlanta. You still got to play other teams who are contenders. And, and don't forget, you're trading Kevin Durant, so it's not like you're going to get nothing in return. Like, the team has to give, like, the stars in the moon to get Kevin Durant. Yeah. So, like, when he gets there, what team is left? Yeah, and it's like, uh, and it's like, you like, have to like I keep coexist, hearing about, but... I keep, I keep hearing about, like, oh, they could trade him to the Celtics. What do the Celtics have to give up? They're gonna have to give up Jalen Brown, mm-hmm. Marcus Smart. They're gonna have to give up Marcus Smart. Draft. They're picks. gonna have to give up Robert Williams. Yeah, I can't so then, see what do you have? You have just just Durant and Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah that's great. That. It's a great duo, but that's not a championship team. No, because Durant can only do so much scoring. Tatum can yeah. only do so much scoring, and. I, Somebody's I like, gotta play defense. I like the tandem of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. It's just organically yes. to me, that's how teams are won. That's how the Warriors won before Durant Warriors, got there. Yep. yep. They won organically because they grew mm-hmm. they grew together. When you grow together mm-hmm. organically, it just mm-hmm. you know it. When you put a team together like the Lakers did in two thousand four, when they put Kobe, Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Shaq, it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And and you're talking about like a lot of stars who were out of that. Like Carmelo was past his prime. Yeah. Jerry, Gary Payton was past his prime. Yeah, or even um, like the like the 2008 Philadelphia Eagles. Remember when Vince Young said, "Oh, that's like a dream team." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof, man. And they flopped. They went eight and eight. They flopped. Yeah, that it's hard to put stars together. No, when you grow organically and they become stars, like the Warriors did, Clay, Steph, Draymond, it works that way. It works better. It does. It does. All right. So as we get to the end, who do you want to do a shout out to? Anybody special want to do a shout out to? Um. Oh, let me um let me shout out my brother because I know he wanted to be on today. Um, yeah, shout out Alan, man. Shout out Alan, man. Yeah, my uh, twin brother, um, Alan. He was uh, busy, but. Uh, he sends his regards, so um, hopefully next time um, we can get him on. But uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Shout out. Um, oh, let's do a shout out for uh, locally here in Atlanta. Shout out to um, Von Grissom. Oh yeah. Talk about yeah. like a young player who comes in and just makes an impact. I like I always like seeing like players who work hard and then they come in but they make like an immediate impact. Yeah. And they basically force the team it's like, Oh, we can't send them back down now. Well, now no, you we have gotta. well now you don't have to because Marcelo Suna just got in trouble again. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean and now they they just oh gave God. they gave Michael Harris a eight year extension, which that was I, yeah. I thought it was I didn't see yeah. that coming honestly. Yeah, and it's like oh, the Braves um, have money like now. The, it's like the baby the baby Braves all over again. Yeah, yeah. it's just like, um, yeah, I, I like I always like seeing you know young players who come up um, in in sports and they're just like, you know. They, they play so well, they basically, like, just force the team. It's like, hell, what are we going to do with this kid, man? It's just like, well, you know, we got to find him a spot somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know, so they had to shuffle some players down to the minors to fit him up. So shout out Von Grissom. Man. Oh, yeah, shout out Von Grissom. Really good. I uh, also want to give a shout out to my guy in Dallas, Jerry Bahina. He has a, a brand that's, uh, you know, our stud of the week. 
a self uh, it's a self draining and self drying uh um system it's like a splash guard that you use for oh, wow. your for your um I'm actually in the process of buying one tomorrow, but shout out to Gerald okay. Hina. You could use it in the kitchen or bathroom. You can find it on Amazon. It costs like I think twelve to fifteen bucks. But man, shout out shout out to him. I also want to give a shout out to my guy David Maxwell. He has a video, he's like a videographer. He does uh Maxwell films. He does it for, okay. for artists and uh and other things too. I also want to give a shout out to Alexis. Cannot remember my her last name for the life of me, but shout out to Alexis. <laughs> give a shout out to her. She goes on the rap name Lexi. So give a shout out to her. She's doing her thing. Uh, hope she's listening to it, and uh, just want to give her flowers for that. So anybody else, uh, you know, what well, any last thing, any last, you know, words you want to say? Um, nah. Other than like, you know, I'm I'm kind of. Uh, a, a little bit of disappointment in in the NFL oh, um, Deshaun with this whole Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah, that, this is kind of like, bro. That was uh, I think man, they, it's just, to me the NFL is more reactive than proactive. Yeah, yeah. The NBA I mean, is it, more it's proactive. something. It's something I knew already. Like I when they did that six game suspension, I knew. Okay. Oh nah, man. Nah, nah. Yeah. No. Nah, nothing was gonna happen. I knew. Yeah, um, the NFL, but yeah, it's, it's still kind of disappointing. They, they got pressured by you know. Not to get all political or anything, they got pressured, and then Roger Goodell felt he had to do something to appease everybody else. Yeah, you know, so it's uh, it's what it is, you know. But yeah, it is what it is. But I look forward to having you guys on, having you guys more. You know, yeah. Um, man, I wanted to shout out to the people who've been listening, um, who've been here from the beginning. I want to give a special shout out to you guys. And also for the main people who've shown love on uh, various platforms. But uh, I want to thank Terry for coming on. You know, yes, I know, sir. I know he has a busy schedule. Um, thanks, Alan. You know, if he's listening, wherever he is, I hope he's listening. You know, give shouts out. I love them both. Uh, those are my guys. And uh, just want to say have a great night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs>